0: Welcome to Subject to Talent, brought to you by Allegis Global Solutions. Similar to you, we're always trying to learn more. On this podcast, we speak to talent experts around the world covering workforce management, market trends, technology, and our forever evolving dynamic industry. Hey everyone, welcome back to Subject to Talent. For those of you joining for the first time, welcome, we're really happy to have you. My name's Frank Edge, and I'm so excited to bring you another episode. Today, we have the pleasure of spending some time with Ian Moses. Ian is the Head of Global Inclusion and Diversity at Allegis Global Solutions. We'll be learning more about IND in the industry and why it's so important. Ian has been in the industry for almost 20 years. He is currently responsible for developing and promoting AGS's Inclusion and Diversity Strategy with our employees, partners and clients. Welcome, Ian. Thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, How's it going? Are you comfortable? I am. I'm very comfortable. Thank you for having me.
1: So I'm I'm excited to do this and uh, looking forward to uh, having a a deep dive into uh, inclusion and diversity.
0: So before we begin, a question we like to ask all of our guests, how did you get into this industry? Yeah, so um, I've been
1: with the Allegis family going on 19 years and during that time I've had an opportunity to participate in several different roles within the organization. And um, one day I was sitting at my desk and someone asked me if I knew of anyone that would be interested in a diversity recruiter role. So I said to myself, "What is that?" And I um, reached out to an individual who was uh, in the role at the time, and I, you know, got further information on what she did and you know what was some of her responsibilities, and it intrigued me. So I started to do my own research, and I um, looked into, you know where organizations were going in this space, and I found it, Um, Very interesting to me that I would be a natural fit for this because of all the things that I had been doing already, Um, working within communities, within different organizations, and um, just supporting a lot of the underrepresented groups that are out there. So it made sense for me to then transition into what we call this diversity recruiter role. So that's how I got my start.
0: That's really cool to hear. Mm -hmm. So kicking off with a big one here, right? Right. Why do we need inclusion and diversity in the workplace?
1: When you think about inclusion and diversity, you know, let's start with this. Diversity without inclusion, you know, is a, is a story of missed opportunities. Um, now, you see so many employees who work for organizations get overlooked because of their differences. Now, you know, when you bring the inclusion to the diversity, now you have this potent mix of, you know, talent retention and engagement because people feel like they can actually uh, bring their ideas, their authentic selves to work. And so it's so important for organizations to, um, you know, adopt this mindset because it allows employees to be innovative. It allows employees to connect to the differences or the different people that they work with. It allows employees to be authentic, you know, and how they show up. So they're not physically drained when they leave, you know, that that eight-hour day. And it stands us apart, or it stands organizations apart from their competitors. You know, there are organizations that do this well, and there's some organizations that are striving to do it well. Um, I don't think anyone has it all figured out, but it definitely. Uh, you can see a difference when an organization is making an effort to be more inclusive. And
0: that's such a good point because it's not a tick box, tick box exercise. No. It actually brings benefits to the organizations, like you said, and that's, that's yeah, it's amazing.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And if so, if we look at the world decade by decade, you can definitely see that the workplace has you know it's been slowly progressing. Um, But this decade in particular, it's seen a huge push with IND come to the forefront for a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. And why do you think this is happening now?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of reasons and a lot of different factors that are contributing to this. Um, You look at the global nature of business now, right? It's very easy for you or myself or anyone to be interacting with someone in a completely uh, different country. And so um, in order to have successful business transactions or conversations or partnerships with people across the globe, um, you have to look at things with an inclusive lens. And so it's important for organizations to not only invest in um, inclusion and diversity, but they also have to bring a level of awareness to all employees, especially if you are a global organization like AGS. So um, you'll see more and more organizations making this move because, one, they understand, hey, the global nature of business. And then you look at um, your consumer's Your employees, your end users, um, they're all different, right? There's not just one certain type of buyer these days. And so in order for companies to appeal to those different buyers, uh, attract those different employees and connect to those different individuals, they have to put a focus on inclusion and diversity. So those demographics um, are more uh, inclined to spend money with these companies or even go to work for these companies because it does matter.
0: Okay, I love that point because it's it's about being yeah reflective of your customer base. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if you don't understand how your customers think... How do you make money? <laughs> exactly. Totally. Yeah. Um, so what things can an organization do to fully embrace IND? and d You know, I think...
1: Each organization is different, right? And and I think each industry is different. So there's not a one-trick pony that says, "Hey, you do this," and and IND is going to be fully embraced within your organization. I think there are some, um, you know, uh, organizations and certain skill sets that deem itself to lend itself to a more male-dominated industry, right? And then there are some that lend itself to a more female-dominated industry. Um, but I think there are a, a, a couple things that we've done at AGS that have allowed us to fully embrace it. Um, One of the things that we've focused on is um, the awareness piece of it and engagement. And and awareness is just being able to help people understand all the differences that exist around you, right? A lot of times our go-to for diversity is going to be race and gender. But now there are multiple dimensions of diversity that, you know, you have to help people to see, um, such as being a parent um age diversity you know your classism um the different areas of um you know the different the differences that we all bring to the table i don't just stand in front of you as an african African african-american male i also stand in front of you as a father i also stand in front of you as a christian i also stand in front of you as a former athlete so there's so many dimensions excuse me to my uh to ian that you don't know just by looking at me you have to take the time to get to know Who I am. And the most important one to me, what would you think it is, Frank?
0: Oh, man. Oh, I don't know.
1: (laughs) So being a father, right? That's probably the most important. Being a father. father. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you won't know that about me unless you ask, right? Right. Yeah. So, So creating that awareness, I think it's very important for organizations to do. Um, Another thing that we've allowed, uh, we've built here at AGS is our ERGs. Um, And so our ERGs are also a a vehicle through which individuals can connect You know, um, you can have some intersectionality while having some commonalities. Um, You just have a a group of individuals that are able to come together and have discussions and bring their great ideas uh, in a safe space. So our ERGs are are a huge component to um, the organization embracing IND. We've seen a huge uptick in our ERGs over the last year. Um, And so that has helped us, especially with uh, AGS being a 40% remote organization, How do you connect people that sit remotely or work on a client site or may sit in one of our hubs? We we have to find a way to connect them, and we're using our ERGs as that vehicle.
0: Ian, uh, just for our listeners, actually, um, ERGs, we're talking about them right now. What does ERG stand for?
1: Yeah, employee resource groups, and what those are, are are... groups that allow for uh, different demographics, different groups uh, within organizations or around the world to come together, to have discussions around um, different things that impact maybe that particular group, and then also find ways to um, you know, add some intersectionality in there amongst the multiple employee resource groups that exist. Currently, right now at AGS, we have 16 uh, employee resource groups globally. You know, we have our work connections and we have our ability to, you know, know what we need to do on a day to day task oriented. Um, You have your job. I have my job. But when you bring the personal aspect into the workplace, uh, you allow people to build a level of relationships that um, don't normally happen in the workplace. You know, people are a little uh, I, I come to work and I go home right my relationships my relationships are at home well you know more and more those relationships matter and they allow people to uh, feel included into the the place that they spend most of their lives.
0: I read a lot about um, how there's work life balance and there's also a work life blend where yeah um, yeah you're bringing your you know your home life to work and you can talk about it openly and um and that helps because you're not two people. You're, you're the same person the whole time and you can feel comfortable and you feel, you know, I- included in things. Yeah. Uh, you know, the last thing I think uh, is so beneficial for uh,
1: organizations to fully embrace IND is, is getting or aligning with the right partners. So, um, you know, we do not claim to have it all figured out, you know, and we do not. We have so much more room to grow but it is our partnerships with different organizations such as linkage such as purple space disability in getting hired um you know national sales network there are so many different organizations that focus on those underrepresented groups that we are now aligning ourselves with we're allowing our employees to partner with uh, attend conferences um, and so it's, it's nothing like being able to go to a, uh, a, a work function where you are part of the majority if you haven't been. So our partners are a huge part of our success. Our partners are a huge part of our strategy because we've seen a lot of lift in retention of the individuals that we send to these different conferences or partner with these different organizations. And they bring some of the ideas that we just don't have in-house. So um, as we continue to grow and expand, our partnerships with external organizations are key. And I think there's no organization that can do it alone, right? You just can't say, hey, we have this figured out and we're going to keep it in-house. You have to extend the, the, the branch to reach out to organizations that can, you know, help you with some of the areas because we,
0: we don't have all the answers. That's great. I want to talk about leaders and um, how important is leadership when promoting IND within a business?
1: Yeah, so for me, that is the most important Um, leadership's ability and desire to lead inclusively and model those behaviors for inclusive leaderships uh, sets the standard for the rest of the organization. So, um, you know, they have to be involved. It has to matter to them. They have to uh, be involved with those partnerships, within those ERGs, within those workshop sessions, um, because they need to Hear, um, you know what people are experiencing and feeling, and how they're showing up. And so, if your leaders aren't involved and playing an active role, um, you'll get a lot of great groundswell, but there won't be anyone uh, meeting. There, there won't be any meeting in the middle. So, um, it's it's so important for me uh, in any organization to have the leader involvement. And um, I'm fortunate that uh, in my second year of being with AGS, I've had that leadership involvement across the globe. So, um, you know, we just still got a ways to go and we'll continue to, you know, drive the, the car to the direction that we need to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Everyone <laughs> needs to be involved, right? That's it, <laughs> everyone plays a part.
0: Yeah. And um, so when a company embraces IND, how does that affect their partners, their clients, prospects? Like, how does it affect you know the the, the ecosystem around them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know, the, when it comes to
1: employees, obviously there's a huge opportunity for retention and attraction, right? So that's that's the obvious. But when you look at <clears throat> your external clients or your partnerships, um, when when IND becomes a part of the fabric and it's just what we do, it creates the ability to align with partners who hold some of the same values, right? And so organizations want to work with other good organizations. I don't want to be a great organization working with a bad organization. I need to know that this is an area of focus for you, um, and that it's important to you and your leadership team, and you guys are actually doing something to uh, move the needle, so the more uh, that that we partner or the more that we do, the more that our external clients and partners appreciate because they see that this is not just something that we talk about. this is actually something that we we 're trying to live out on a day to day
0: you want uh, your suppliers uh, to be on the same the same page with the same mission, so yeah they, they understand your goals, yeah
1: yeah, and everyone 's not going to be at the same place at the same time, so we 're not asking for people to just you know, uh, dive in with both feet. But we do have to make some changes. And, um, you know, I think that's all organizations. If we're wanting to create equity, there's some things that have to happen. And so we have to work together to get there. Um, and it's it's amazing to see this community of uh, inclusion and diversity practitioners. Um, when they come together, there's a lot of sharing. You know, I was just had an opportunity to attend uh, the CEO action in New York City. And it had you know, well over a hundred diversity practitioners in a, in a room, and you know the wealth of sharing and, and the openness to connect with one another—it's there because we all are driving towards the same goal. Um, so, you know, if you're not an organization that's moving in that direction, do I really want to partner with you? Um, and so,
0: those things to think about, right? Because we understand the importance of it. So. You have, you know, sometimes where organizations with a lack of diversity among their workforce will point out the sparseness of suitably experienced or trained people available. Is this a valid point? Uh, and if so, you know, can we do something about it? Yeah, so and
1: that's a yes and
0: no answer. Um, I'd say
1: depending on where you are um, within the world. Um, yes, you know, you, you look at the census demographics. Um, and you look at, you know, uh, the clients or the companies in those areas, uh, you know, we can't make uh, certain dimensions or certain demographics of diversity appear that don't exist in certain parts of the world. Um, but you also have the other factor of um Several companies are also striving for inclusion and diversity. So there's going to be a level of competition to go after this talent. Uh, But if you put a focus on it, um, you put the right resources in place, I believe that you can um, do a better job of attracting um, those individuals, because there are companies that um, are better than others in this area. So when an individual of a underrepresented group identifies those companies, they're more inclined to go work for those organizations because they know that they will feel included, they will have a, a voice within the organization, and they can be their authentic selves. Um, you have to make an effort to focus on it, though. It can't be something that you say oh, this is just going to happen if we go and recruit. No, there's companies that have been working on this for decades. And so they have it figured out. And they are inclusive. Um, but if I'm going to go try to attract women to come work for an all-male organization, you know how are they going to feel once they walk into that environment? Is that environment inclusive for them enough to feel like they can succeed and sustain? And if those factors don't um, exist, then... Those women are going to leave. And it's same for any other, any other underrepresented group, where people with disabilities, veterans, um, people of color or BAME within the UK. So you, you do have to be conscious of those efforts in, in trying to go after diverse talent. Um, I, it does exist, but it's not going to be easily found.
0: I want to talk about unconscious bias. It's something Mm -hmm. that comes up quite a lot. And so how important is it to recognize unconscious bias? And is there anything we can do about it?
1: Yeah, that's another critical area to focus on if if companies want to move the needle on IND. Um, Unconscious bias, we all have it, right? We all have it in one way, shape or form. Um, And so the first step is to be able to, you know, recognize that you have a bias. Um, And then we also need to make people feel comfortable with the fact that, hey, it's okay to be biased. To be biased is to be human. Um, It's not about the actual bias that you have, but it's about how do you slow your brain down to be able to mitigate that bias, to take it from that unconscious state to more of a conscious state, because it's not going to go away. So if, if companies are really serious about doing this, Um, you look at all the aspects of business where bias exists in hiring, promoting, succession planning, BD, recruitment, you know, bias exists in all parts of the organization. Um, Is it going to go away? No, but we can give employees and leaders the, the tools to be able to slow down and mitigate that bias in a way that allows them to really think about it before they just pull the trigger or make a fast decision.
0: That's a great point. And it, it can be quite a brave thing to, you know, to, to admit that you've got a bias mm-hmm. and to recognize it and um, yeah, to work on that. Uh, yeah, because we, we all like to think, you know, we're open and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're inclusive and we're naturally like that because we're good people. But like you said, everyone's got a bias.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, based on our background, based on how we grew up and the way that we see the world, sometimes we have blind spots. You know, um, I don't know what it's like to live the life of a Hispanic female. Right. I don't know what that's like. Um, but if I'm open right, and I and I slow down, I can learn and I can have some sort of connection and I can find those commonalities. But it takes work and it takes time and it takes mitigating your bias in order for you to see those areas of opportunity or those ways to improve. And I think or the organizations that are Uh, doing well have spent some time on this this isn't just something that they've done within the last two years but they've been working
0: on this for like I said decades so they're further along. I'm moving on to the final question now so where do you see IND now in the workplace and where would you like to see it in the future?
1: Yeah and like I said all not all organizations are created equally Um, I think in several organizations um, there is uh, a business imperative for IND. I see in some organizations it's a nice to have, right? It's the right thing to do. Um, where I'd like to see the future for IND is where um, organizations see um, IND as, a, as a, a, a separate department or another department or another function of the organization. And they're able to measure the return on investment for Um, leadership for the organization as a whole to have IND uh, integrated within the fabric of everything that they do. Um, so having teams of IND professionals just as you would have a, a team of HR professionals, having teams of IND professionals just as you would have a communications team, right? And so I think the companies that do this well have um, individuals focus on it, focusing on this in multiple areas, in the talent uh, attraction phase, in the succession planning phase, in the talent management, the the, the the actual training and development—it it can't just be okay. We're going to recruit um, diverse talent, and that's where we're going to put our focus. There needs to be other individuals spread out throughout the organization that focus on IND to help in all those different areas that bias may show up, and and providing that you know that guidance and that 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 um, resource to our leaders and our people in the organization to come to when they don't know. Because remember. We all don't know everything. So if we don't have those individuals in place uh, to be that resource, um, then you'll still have a lot of people um, at that
0: same phase of, of lacking awareness. Ian, that was fantastic. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed speaking to you today. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the time and I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, doing this
0: again at some point. Perfect. Ian Moses, everyone. Thank you. All righty. Hey everyone, thanks for listening today. A special thanks to Ian Moses for spending some time with us. And if you would like to learn more about AGS's inclusion and diversity efforts, please check us out at AllegisGlobalSolutions.com. If you have any questions for us or Ian, feel free to tweet us at AllegisGlobal with the hashtag SubjectToTalent. Also, you can email us at SubjectToTalent at AllegisGlobalSolutions.com. If you enjoyed our podcast today, please subscribe, rate us and leave a review.